Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Krishna Hare Krishna Hare Hare Rama Hare Rama Hare Rama Hare Hare Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare Krishna Hare Hare Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Madhava Jabihari Jayaradha Madhava Jabihari Madhava Madhava Jabihari Madhava Madhava Jabihari Hare Krishna out there in the radio land. The world's going to hell. Hare Krishna. Notice the transcendental sound vibration. But association means actually being in. Notice the transcendental sound vibration. But association means. But where are we at? Is marked in here? Association. I don't know what. What, where are we at? 117.45. I don't know what. Last verse of a chapter. 117.45. Last verse of a chapter. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Itam Bhutanu Bhavo Yam Abhimanyu Soto Nirpaha Chowning Yuyam Satraya Dikshita Ittam Bhutanu Bhavodam Habimanyo Suto Nipaha Yashapalayatak Chowning 
yuyam satraya dikshita itam bhutanu vavojam abhimanyo suto nipaha Yashya-phālāya-thakcāvanīm Yuyam satraya dikshita Ittam bhutanu bhavajam Abhimanyo suto nipaha Yashyapalaya takchanin Yuyam satraya dikshita Ittam bhutanu vabhajam Abhimanyu suto nipaha Yashyapalaya takchanim Yuyam satraya dikshita Ittam bhutanu vabhajam Abhimanyu suto nipaha Yashapalaya takchonin Yuyam satraya dikshita Ittambhuta Being thus Anubhava Experience I am Of this Abhimanyu Sutta Son of Abhimanyu Nipa, the king. In performing sacrifices, Dikshita initiated. Translation. Maharaj Parikit, the son of Abhimanyu, is so experienced that by dint of his expert administration and patronage, it has been possible for you to perform a sacrifice such as this. Please repeat. Maharaj Parikit, son of Abhimanyu, is so experienced that by dint of his expert administration and patronage, it has been possible for you to perform a sacrifice such as this. Supported by Srila Prabhupada. The Brahmins and the sannyasis are expert in the spiritual advancement of society. Whereas the Chatriyas or the administrators are expert in the material peace and prosperity of human society. Both of them are the pillars of all happiness, and therefore they are meant for full cooperation for common welfare. 
Maharaj Parikit was experienced enough to drive away Kali from his field of activities and thereby make the state receptive to spiritual enlightenment. If the common people are not receptive, it is very difficult to impress upon them the necessity of spiritual enlightenment. Austerity, cleanliness, mercy, and truthfulness, the basic principles of religion, prepare the ground for the reception of advancement in spiritual knowledge. And Maharaj Parikit made this favorable condition possible. Thus, the rishis of Naimisharanya were able to perform the sacrifices for a thousand years. In other words, without state support, no doctrines of philosophy or religious principles can progressively advance. There should be complete cooperation between the Brahmins and the Kshatriyas for this common good. Even up to Maharaj Ashoka, the same spirit was prevailing. Lord Buddha was sufficiently supported by King Ashoka. And thus, his particular cult of knowledge was spread all over the world. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports in the first canto, 17th chapter, of the Srimad Bhagavatam entitled Punishment and Reward of Kali. <clears throat> so, Srimad Bhagavatam is describing ideal leadership here in Maharaj Parikit, the son of Abhimanyu, because he didn't put up with Kali. As soon as he heard of this Kali, he sought him out and put an end to his activities, at least in that time. Unfortunately, he didn't. Uh, he spared his life, and therefore he was able to, uh, at some time, pick up his activities and spread them all over the world, as we see today the lack of the principles of religion, which Prabhupada lists here as four, austerity, cleanliness, mercy, and truthfulness. Uh, practically nil in the material society today. And Prabhupada says here, very interestingly, that uh, without the, these, uh, this this kind of consciousness, having the consciousness of cleanliness, mercy, truthfulness, and austerity, is favorable to uh, the condition of advancement in spiritual knowledge. So we can understand why it's difficult to spread Krishna consciousness in today's environment. because these things are so lacking. But still, devotees are compassionate. And so they see all living entities in this material world as spirit souls. They look beyond the body. They look beyond uh, the color, the uh, size, shape, form of bodies, even beyond human 
and see animals as spirit soul, see blades of grass as spirit soul, see insects as spirit soul. And then try to capture that soul by the transcendental sound vibration of the holy name. And we have we have the story of Lord Chaitanya who went to the Jari Kunda forest and he induced the elephants, the tigers, and the deer, and, and so many other living entities to chant and dance together. We even hear that the deer and the tiger were kissing because they had transcended their bodily experience by the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and were dancing and chanting. And the chanting and dancing, the Hare Krishna mantra, takes us beyond this experience of the body. So we begin to see everyone as a servant of Krishna. And therefore we can get along. I guess the problem is when the kirtan stops, how if our consciousness is going to go back to its old ways or not. So that's the difficulty is to continue this consciousness of kirtan. So if we're not in the kirtan, then we can chant in our mind and we can be praying in our mind that uh, we can continue at least the consciousness we can feel in kirtan. So by the kirtan, then all of these souls in the material world become purified. Cheto darpana marjanam, bhavamaha dvagni nivapanam. Cheto darpana marjanam. Marjanam means to cleanse. Cheto means the heart. So by this transcendental sound vibration that is Golokera Premadana Harinama Sankirtan that comes from the spiritual world, then everyone is benefited. Everyone. Not just the chanter, but all living entities who are hearing this chanting. Even the whole world. Because it's said that when someone chants Hare Krishna, that sound vibration continues around the world so many times. So this is uh, the benefit of chanting the Hare Krishna mantra and the compassion of the devotees that they will continue to chant. When we chant Hare Krishna, we can think like that, that everyone throughout the world is being benefited. So if I want to be compassion, let me continue this chanting. So that everyone can be benefited. It's something that we can do anywhere at any time. Right? Prabhupada said there's no cost. There's no necessary qualification to take up the chanting. We don't have to be a college graduate we don't have to be a billionaire. We don't have to be particularly handsome or beautiful. We just have to chant. And then we can become, we are Krishna conscious by that. 
understanding. But how do you know that unless you, you know, you engage, unless you engage them, number one, unless you approach them, unless you give them the opportunity, how do you know that they're in that situation? That's one thing. But the other thing is that you can get them somehow, if you can get them prasadam, you can get them a book, if you can have them hear the holy name, if they can have, if you can have them appreciate you as a person. They meet you and they say, oh, what a nice fellow I just met. So then that's some service. That now they're accumulating that service that you say is required. But this is the age of Kali, and Lord Chaitanya has the most merciful incarnation of Krishna. So he is freely... He's saying, okay, you don't have to accumulate any past, you know, this and that and the other thing. Just take the holy name and start from the, start from now. And the holy name is so powerful that it can bring us up to Krishna consciousness without so much past. That's the way I understand you think? <laughs> Hare Krishna. Anything else? Hare Krishna. Much for your kirtan also. Prabhu, I'd like to first, uh, before I ask this question, say it's, um, um, I'm, I'm thinking how to phrase it, but it sounds in my mind kind of challenging. I'm not meaning to be challenging. I'm, I am curious. Um, we see that by chanting Hare Krishna, that there are so many wonderful things happening, especially in ourself when we chant it. My, my curiosity is, is though, with all these positives we see in our movement and through ourselves and chanting Hare Krishna, we see all of these challenges to spread Krishna consciousness to people, to get a, a uh, a room full of, of devotees, not just for a festival, but for like morning program or any other time. My curiosity is, what are, what are the... Ch- how how can we understand that we aren't making more progress with the, how strong Sri the Prabhupada's books are, Sri the Prabhupada's instructions are, the chanting of Hare Krishna? Why aren't we making more gains in, in inviting people to the temple or... or spreading this Krishna consciousness mission. You know, that's a good question and one that we should ask and discuss. Uh, And there's probably many theories on that. And not to be you know, it's, it's tough to uh, discuss that without being self-critical. Uh, we self-critical with ourselves. I can only say that as far as myself goes, I would say that uh, I would have to be 
more pure, you know, more pure of a personality to be able to, uh, you know, attract more people, uh, attract, uh, you know, more results. Prabhupada was a results-oriented uh, uh, person. He said, judge by the results. So there, there is results, and it's, uh, uh, you know, people are becoming Krishna conscious. Uh, it's a matter of how, how, how dedicated we are to the process of Krishna conscious, I feel. Like, like in Atlanta, I don't know if you've heard what's going on there. There's a, a temple there with about 25 devotees who are very fired up in book distribution, especially, taking it very seriously. To the point, there's one devotee there. He's been doing, I know him, he's been doing book distribution for several years. And he did three and a half thousand books in one day. In a dhoti on the street. Yes. That was his, at least up until last I've heard, that was his latest high total. He's done, you know, he's gradually worked up to that. And, and they're, uh, you know, they've made 15 devotees in the last year. They've only been there in Atlanta approximately two years. They bought a big old church property in Atlanta City. And, uh, you know, so that, that it, it really takes uh, this, what we used to call fired upness, you know, just being fired up. You know, we become a little bit lackadaisical in these efforts, and it's it's not surprising. I mean, most devotees these days uh, there are very few brahmacharis. Just had a brahmachari come in. Very few brahmacharis in the movement anymore, and we know how much householder life uh, is demanding upon us. And then there's. We've been created another ashram where men who just wear white and are kind of in a limbo of not willing to be brahmachari and not found a wife yet, and then therefore kind of having a very difficult time in dedication. Because it takes a lot of renunciation to be able to be a brahmachari and live in the ashram, and as we used to say, live out of a BTG box, sharing your clothes with others, sleeping on the floor, rising early, you know, being in the temple, chanting Hare Krishna together, living in a van, traveling around. You know, so, uh, you know, I think we've, uh, we've, we've been in this transition for a number of years now of of transforming from this fired-up brahmachari temple to a congregation. But so in that transition, I, we lost that, that brahmachari, brahmachari force, brahmacharini force, you know, the, the, the single force that can dedicate themselves for at least some in their youth. I mean, youth has so much energy and so much you know, potential. And uh, they say that, uh, you know, youth, uh, let's see, what is it? Uh, 
wasted on the youth. Anyway, there's an expression. So, the, but you know, that's a time for that kind of. Even Krishna, you know, he went out and collected wood for his spiritual master. You know, as when he was living in the ashram, go out and collect. You know, imagine collecting wood and, and, and going. That was the kind of thing they would do. So, this. I, I think that's that's important, and it's, uh, and it's something that we could uh, we could certainly work on. And I think that would improve our outreach and improve our uh, our association. Because uh, you know this radio and internet thing—it's it's the ruin of the world. It's so impersonal. And, and, and how can they had a, a thing? Forty percent of the people in the world uh, were having their more, most of their relationships over the internet, and sixty percent of the people feel that their jobs are going nowhere; they're purposeless. So that and that consciousness, it's it's ripe for some. Some real association, from for some for some real identity. You know, the the world is ripe for Krishna consciousness, but uh, I'm not so sure that uh, this impersonal aspect of it is the way to go. And this whole plague business that happened, and that just increased that, and everybody started wearing masks, and then you can't even see. You know, how do you relate to people when, when you can't see their face? It's so impersonal. So, you know, we have to, Prabhupada said that uh, association, that's what it's all about, by associating with people. That's how they become, you become Krishna conscious, you associate with somebody, and that's how you make them Krishna conscious. And we can, we can you know, and I guess there's some results in these, Zoom and, and you know whatever Facebook or all that stuff, but I'm just not convinced that that's the best approach myself. I, I don't. I try to avoid all that stuff. I don't take part in it. But you know, I, I see that there's some results by it, but I'm not so sure how good it is. Or... Anyway, you know, there's like I say, there's probably many theories on. And it'd be certainly be good to discuss it. Come up with strategies how to get you know overcome it. Thank you very much, Prabhupada. I really appreciate your your first comment, being honest with ourselves, or our, you know taking some introspection and saying you know how are we doing in our own sadhana, how are we doing ourselves, and then your particular story about brahmacharis. I remember in the Boise, Idaho temple. That's where I came from before here. I've been here about ah. ten, ten, two years. Number three, three bombacharis coming in, and just how much the energy of the whole entire temple just changed to kirtan, to just the vibrance in it and stuff like that. So I, I, I think you're you're onto something very much on, on the, the necessity of brahmachari ashram. Thank you, Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Okay, thank you very much. Hare Krishna.